Thanks for listening to this Word in Your Ear podcast. If you'd like to get early access to all our productions ad-free, priority booking for our live events, and to take part in our weekly quiz, go to patreon.com slash wordinyourear for more details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com You're listening to a podcast from The Word. Hello and welcome to The Word Podcast. I'm David Hepworth and I'm joined by... Jude Rogers. Sam Jack and... Mark Ellen. Okay, and uh, in the spirit of... Uh, the, the, if the podcast had a motto, it would be, nothing goes to waste. This is my, my new theory, you know? <laughs> it's like, you know, you get these tribes who hunt for, you know, animals and they use absolutely every last bit somewhere, you know? So I've embarked on this <laughs> policy. So anything that happens to me, I feel I have to kind of... I have to put it somewhere. I have to put the it in the magazine. The tail. Yeah, the tail. That's absolutely recycling. And, it, and every time I walk down Upper Street, Islington, on my way down here to record this, as I did half an hour ago, you see something remarkable, don't you, in Islington? Every time you walk anywhere in Islington. Every time you walk through Islington. Okay, yeah. and this is what I saw. I saw a young bloke about twenty years old walking across the pavement towards me. Okay, with his hands, both hands jammed in his pockets. I want you to picture this: eating a Mars bar. Right, he's got both How hands in his pocket. He has both hands <laughs> right, go on. jammed in his pockets. He had a special and he device. Eating a Mars bar. The Mars bar has been put into his mouth, presumably by him, prior to jamming his hands in his pockets, and he's eating it. Well, so like, like smoking <laughs> yeah, a cigarette, just without, just stuck in his mouth. Well, yeah. well he's, he's also trying to kind of ingest it. You know. Now, listeners, <laughs> imagine that. <laughs> listeners, close your eyes, put your hands in your pockets. Yeah. Now, imagine you got a Mars bar in your mouth. Dave, That's no, not no, no, knowing you as well as I, I know you, did you stop him and say, hey, can excuse me? <laughs> That's very uh, unhygienic and nonsensical. Does anybody ever stop anybody in really well, Islington? Give them the benefit. It's of like when you used to stop people on the tube who were smoking. You say, "Do you mind not smoking?" Because the reason they're smoking is they want someone to come up and say, "Do you mind not smoking?" And then they let you have this mm. unbelievable monologue of abuse. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, <laughs> which your only uh, recourse is to run away. So that's the new policy. Anything that happens to you, you know, anything you see on the telly or anything like that. All goes in here. Because we've been talking about uh, Britney Spears this morning, haven't we, Jude? Yes, we have. We've been talking about her appearance at the VMA Awards um, last night, which uh, was the most extraordinary appearance I've ever seen. I saw it on uh, YouTube, obviously. And it's um, on the site. You can see it now, wordmagazine.co.uk. Uh, it's just unbelievable. Um, I feel the main emotion I felt watching is sadness, really, for, for Britney Spears. And who's put her up on stage? Basically, 
And for those of you who haven't seen, go to the website. Um, she's basically dressed in a bra and pants. Absolutely. Which, you know, most female pop stars usually are these days. Yes. And, um, <laughs> Jodie she's... Mitchell, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a thought, yeah. Um, and basically, she looks like she's on some... She's on tomato pan or something. She's kind of completely drugged and she's moving on very slowly, lip-syncing in no way I've ever seen before. The words aren't really coming out of her mouth in in time with anything. Um, she's miming, though, right? She, yeah, she's, she must be miming. She must be miming. Um, and there's a, a really amazing bit where she's being helped... She's got to go from one stage level to another stage. And she's got to be helped up by her singers. I'm five years older than her, something like that. And I could get up there, and I can't move very Even Van Morris can take the flight the stairs with a skip. Can't you? If he has to, he'd be paid enough. Not in a bra and pants, I have <laughs> Not his bra and pants. It's an extraordinary <laughs> thing to see. And uh, and I see that she was introduced uh, at one point at the VMAs uh, with that, you know, that wonderful sense of proportion which characterises MTV <laughs> as being a young woman who, at the age of 24 has achieved everything you could ever want in life. Oh, good for her. Yeah, really good, you know, kind of, you know, broken marriage, you know. <laughs> two, <laughs> two or three broken marriages. Shaved her head. Hair Shaved her head. That's right. International figure of fun. Yeah, you know. new wig every morning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the fun you're going to have. Appearing yeah. in front of your children in your underwear, and, you know, and being further humiliated on the word podcast. But, uh, <laughs> so anyway, if you want to see that, wordmagazine.co.uk. The Word. A magazine, a website, a podcast, a way of life. I'm delighted to say, Mark and Jude, we've had a lot of feedback to our... Uh, we were talking about on last week's podcast about, about music that clears a room. Which was very jazz-orientated, wasn't it, actually? I well, we, we, we really talk- picked on, uh, uh, on Johnny Jazz and his band. <laughs> John Paul Trains and Love Supreme was... Uh, oh, we're going to start this argument again? Well, <laughs> well, you don't agree, but... I thought it was quite good. Some, no, go people, some a, people do. Some people like John Coltrane. What do people say? Uh, Love Supreme, but some... Uh, but, but Paul here says, uh, thank you for mentioning John Coltrane's and Love Supreme unlistenable music. I've never, ever played it without having to eject it after complaints from those within <laughs> earshot. My favourite is from Eddie G, uh, who says, I'll tell you what, after everything we discussed, you know, metal machine music is where yeah. we started with this, isn't it? We proceeded through various, you know, blackboard scratchings and so forth. He said, I'll tell you what, Stockhausen's piece for string quartet and three helicopters <laughs> ma- makes metal machine music sound like yummy, 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 I've got love in my tummy. Yes, that's that's a bit of, bit of a ripple for Eddie. That's, uh, Eddie can turn a phrase. Uh, Eddie can turn a phrase, and that's, uh, that's pretty that's good. Brilliant. I'm also told by Paul Vincent that John Coltrane's Ascension is... Oh, uh, my goodness. My you know boyfriend is a massive John Coltrane fan. Is he? Uh, let's, get him he on, is. let's get him on the podcast. Oh, can... God, please don't. No. Does, he really, does he really like it? <laughs> no, he's, he was about 11 when he'd, and he'd sit around listening to, you know, Miles Davis and all his friends and listening to Ride. Like, oh, dear. Um, sorry, love, if no, you're but, listening. But, but, um, does, he like, does he like John Coltrane? Or yes, Or does very he like the so. idea of Oh, no, so he plays him very much. We all like the idea. Shall I tell you the key things about John Coltrane are? Apart from the fact that he did, he did, uh, he did sneakily record a few very listenable things in order to lure <laughs> us into a false sense of security, and then start making a terrible racket. <laughs> but there's two, two other points about John Coltrane. I've studied this long and hard. I've got to, I fished him in. <laughs> he looked fantastic. He yes, did. he did. Incredibly he did. handsome man, and he also had the coolest name a musician yes, ever that's had very in his true. Totally, John Coltrane. Apart from Jay. Johanny Jamo Johansson. 
of uh, all the Allman Brothers. Well, I think you had a slightly cooler name than John Coltrane. Well, Gil Scott Heron is not Gil Scott Heron is a very cool name. It's not as cool as John Coltrane, is it? No, not quite. Dan's tried to play Sun Ra to dinner party once. I think I nearly get walked out for a Sun Ra to dinner party? I know, I know. Was that early in the evening or they were being a bit slow to leave at two in the morning? Oh, dear. I think it was mid-evening and I just said, Dan, no, listen, love. Do you Wait, everybody, he's from Saturn. Come back. Come back. This is a really interesting We've stumbled upon something interesting here, which we should talk about in the future, actually, which is music, it is acceptable to play at a dinner party, Mm. i.e. nothing you want anybody to particularly listen to, isn't that right? Uh, I mean, I've ended up with a policy of early Louis Armstrong, and then... That's your lot, you know what I mean? It's generally fair, poor convention. So uh, people no, like, like, well, but the pro- I like... The problem is, it can't, be, it can't be so bad, it's distracting. It can't be so good, it's distracting. I mean, if it's so good that people listen to it, then yeah. it's not a very successful party, presumably, is it? Because there's no banter. No, that's well, true. Yeah. You, you can have Django Reinhardt and things like that, and that's brilliant, but you can talk over it, can't you? I suppose it's preferably not Ooh. vocal. Well, my, my, theory is, my theory is that ska music, and I think you um, agree with me, Dave, is the, is the only type of music that absolutely every... Nine out of ten doctors say... Everybody <laughs> loves scar. But when you're eating you your dinner, on, to scar them. No, no, you eat your dinner. I tell you what, no matter what you're eating, you put on, um, uh, let me think, The Lion of Judah by Laurel Aitken and the Scatterlies. I think the world's a better place. Yeah. I really do. I can't see what's The thing about scar is that even animals like scar. <laughs> really? It's true. Have you, have you conducted a cruel scientific <laughs> experiment involving your cat? You go and play a Don Drummond record to a dog. And it will smile. Does it? It starts doing the sound. A dog will smile. It goes back. <laughs> into, it goes into its kennel. It comes out again with a little pork pie hat, <laughs> <laughs> a very thin tie. So <laughs> tries to sell you some blues. Dave's been, <laughs> been given the same stuff that Britney Spears was given. No, I think. no, no. I, I guarantee. Birds sing. You know what I mean. The oh, world yeah. is a happier place. Actually, if you play enough scar, that you know, even on the worst day in February, the sun actually comes out <laughs> from behind. It does. Sound, it does. It? Uh, and he's got a hat on as well. Literally. Yeah. Anyway, back <laughs> on the right. yeah. back on the subject of unlistable music. Jude, over to you. You are accused by Steve Turner here. Oh dear. He says, "Unlistable music is really a very subjective matter, which no doubt will promote arguments." Blah blah blah. But here are some suggestions. Joanna Newsom. Oh. Everyone in the music press ranted about her godlike creation. How do we how do we pronounce that? Yes. Why yes? Yes. It's complete and utter tripe, he says. <laughs> results results in Jude, you're in the frame here. Oh dear. Results in any reviews by Jude in your magazine disregarded because she oh. was she who urged us all to go it out was, and buy. Oh. Viewers, if you've forgotten, Jude Rogers wrote a massive, a very, a very eloquent and evangelical piece in defence of Newsom. I could have convinced you because you were Commissioned by first. me. No, yes. don't worry. I'm very keen. I'm backing you on this. <laughs> but if, you, if you're going, it's quite interesting. If you're going to say to people, I'm not, I'm not telling anybody off at all. But if you're going to say to people, go out and buy it. It's only a very narrow range of stuff that you can ever say that about, isn't it? You know what I mean? Yes, she is an acquired taste. I'll give Steve turn that, but I'll still uh, fight him no, no, with no. my fists. And obviously, Steve what, is it, what is it that people don't like about her? Explain. It's that her voice, isn't it? It's her voice. And her heart playing, right? Well, apart from that, she's great. <laughs> oh, hang on. That's the, that's the whole band. Yeah, I like her hair. Sure. She's got great hair, isn't she? She has got great hair. Yeah. There also, there's a bit of conversation here on, on the site, wordmagazine.co.uk, about uh, the vexed subject of hidden tracks at the end of albums. Oh, yeah. Which apparently Mercury Rev have done this. Is this right? So Probably. You know, you yeah. get a 74-minute record and they get, I don't know, 65 minutes yes. of music. Yes, yes. And then, if you've fallen asleep late at night listening to it, they, they leave a five-minute gap, and then they put a terrible 
Oh, that, that, that old ruse has been done um, a million times, isn't it? Yeah. It's no roses, isn't it? Though? I don't like really, it when they have a racket hard. at the end of it, though. No, but what you could have something like the Jarvis Cocker's last record. Oh, something sweet. Had um, the, the track at the end of it, uh, I don't know if we can use the uh, C word on a podcast, but as that, a running the world. Cocker. Running the yeah, Cocker, yeah. <laughs> uh, running the world, it was called in its uh, friendly version, but um, it had a very rude word oh, beginning dear. with C at the oh, end of it. About so um, idea, calling pe- uh, various presidents and prime ministers a certain thing. And it's a fantastic track, and doesn't so it what, you, you've, you've nodded off blissfully uh, listening to Jarvis' <laughs> new album, and then three quarters of an hour later, you're dragged from your reverie. By a rude by word. use of, of uh, the See You Next Tuesday word. Is that, is that what that's the plan? Uh, well, See, the, really, it ought to be a little quiet reminded of turning the <laughs> machine off. Yes, and, and, uh, yes, and save the planet by turning the off the standby. Yeah, <laughs> Absolutely, you ought to have the dulcet tones of Maura Stewart at the end, you know. Aww. Make yeah. yourself a cup of oval tea. Well, Terry Woven. Before you go to bed. I'm oh, sorry to wake you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you've enjoyed Jarvis's album. Yeah. He's Welsh. No, sorry, it's going to be an Irish accent. <laughs> Instead, you get a lot of smart assed art students doing a bit of living theatre in your living room, yeah. isn't it? You know, oh, dropping an well, acoustic piano down a, a lift shaft. If you do something nice at the end of the album, I've got no problem at all if it's after 20 minutes. Jarvis's song is, is actually a very sweet sounding song. If you've got. A terrible racket. Like I remember there was a Lemonheads album I used to love and uh, put it on a couple of years ago and forgotten by the last bit and th- that very thing happened to me. Yeah, right. Uh, well, that's another thread. I'm writing that down for the site, the site actually. Jokes at the end of albums. Danny Baker is a, a well-known, I'm sure, to everybody listening, has uh, uh, two children and then about, I don't know, 10, 11, 12 years later, he, his wife produced uh, another one. She described it as his hidden track. <laughs> it's a good line. I didn't know I had it in me. Yeah, that's right. It's but anyway, so yeah, hidden tracks of all, of all kinds. So no, the jokes at the end of albums was it was it Cream's mother's lament goes at the end of Disraeli. Oh movie. yeah, her mother was washing her baby, baby one, one night. Do you know they did that live? Or oh, they did. Oh god, yeah. Well, the thing about Cream is they haven't got very much material because they're only around for about 18 months or something, weren't they? Two years or I went to see the Albert Hall, paid £125 for a ticket, I might say, and I, I managed to make myself feel slightly better by convincing myself it was like being in a black cab. You know when you look at a black cab and you just look at it every minute, you look and it's another pound. I thought, well, it's 120 minutes, it's 125 quid. Just, just let's pretend I'm in a black cab going away yeah. to Bristol or something. And it's not quite as bad. And then, the only bit I was cross about, though, was when old Ginger Baker said, I think you might enjoy this. I said, please don't sing, Ginger. And he's bringing a vocal microphone. I thought, oh, God, that's Mother's Lament. Then I've really, I've, I'm, I'm ten pound down of a deal, <laughs> and indeed I was. I think that's another thing that we should add to our um, menu of um, ideas to make uh, performers more aware of delivering value for money on stage. You know, we talked about them publishing the actual uh, bill of fare, didn't we? On the outside, this yeah. is what we're going to play. We talked about them going, you know, is everything all right? Like they do at the beginning of a meal. Yeah, so they, you know, have an opportunity to complain, but a meter at the side of the stage. Showing you how much of your money has gone at any particular time. Beads of perspiration <laughs> pop out of your brow. Because <laughs> when they say, you know... The Not next, a B-side, oh, Christ, The next no. three are off the new album. You'd be, you know, there'd be then a riot if everybody robbed. saw that was going to cost him 15 quid in the next few minutes. Well, we ought to talk about Richard Hawley, actually, if yeah, we well, talk about Value for Money. Should we do that? We, Jude and I went to see him the other day. Go on. Should we do it now? Yeah, yeah. Because, Jude, we've got to tell about Richard. This, this is Value for Money. Richard Hawley concert. You get his beautiful um, Roy Orbison of Sheffield ballads, right? Wonderfully low-slung stuff with a beautiful piano player and string bass stuff. But in between, and I've never seen a, a greater discrepancy between uh, a type of music and the person playing it. Hawley, whose accent I will not uh, uh, patronise <laughs> him by trying to impersonate it, but he's a broad Yorkshire accent, right? Tells a load of, of just basically a stand-up comedian 
jokes. I mean, they're basically old, you know, Norton club circuit jokes. That Very you Les get. Dawson, actually, I thought. Yeah. You, know, you could imagine him pulling up the piano and just starting playing it in a ham-fisted style. Oh, right, it's like the outkick. So you get something, he says, he says things like... Uh, he do says, it, uh, do it, just, Mark, Mark, do it in the accent, go on. But I can't take my car. Go on, in case the joke isn't funny. <laughs> no, no, no. Do it in the accent. Do, give, me a, give me a bit of a clue, because I can only do two accents. Just George Harrison and John Peel. I'll do it as George Harrison. Yeah, I'll, it somewhere in I'll do it as John Peel. No, 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 I won't do it in an accent. So he says, like, he, starts about, he finishes this beautiful song, and it ends with this great kind of keening note, and he goes... Uh, I was reading the paper yesterday and it was all about the dangers of heavy drinking. She says, I was shitting myself. I thought, right, from now on, no more reading. That's good, hey. isn't it? No? You no. like it? No, Dave, you didn't like it. Oh, no. You should have been married 17 years, right? And I'll tell you what the secret is. My wife and I go out for a candlelit dinner twice a week. She goes Tuesdays and I go Fridays. You can see hey. this coming in. Hey, you can tell the rumour. Was there a large Christmas break? No, no, it's not right. It's the not drama right. wasn't actually good. Yeah. Yeah. I wish All right, try this one. Okay, if there's any uh, word, word podcast listener, if you have small children in the car, then just cough loudly for the next 10 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> All these, I went to the doctors yesterday and he, the doctor said, you have got to stop wanking. He said, why? He says, I'm trying to examine you. <laughs> Any that's good. I funny. Thought, oh, that's funny. That's funny. I just tried joke. these out in the mix mag head. office and they didn't like that. I thought it was too rude. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Very sensitive. Go on, Jude, you got office. some. What else did you no, say? I, just, um, I like the fact that every there was not a minute wasted. You know, saying, yeah. Don't let anything go he to waste. He thought about it. He, he was did. an entertainer. And he would say between every song, um, you enjoy, I enjoy yourself, way and try and kind of get the crowd yeah. going. And um, I just love the fact that when he started, he said, everybody ready? And everybody, yeah, and he went, let's ballad. Yes, like, let's <laughs> ballad. I just <laughs> loved that. Really, let's That's ballad. very good. And, oh, it was terrific. That's a t-shirt slogan. That yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Let's ballad. There was a nice bit of banter with the audience. You know, there was a bit of, yeah, not heckling, but kind of shouting. Everybody there was just completely in love with him. But uh, there was this woman who shouted out at one point, oh, um, after he played Cole's Corner, which is the title track off his last fantastic record um, somebody shouted that was our wedding song he went well, that was a really fucking miserable wedding that was wasn't it that was yeah. <laughs> I said what you needed was Agadoo and he started playing Agadoo he started playing Agadoo that's right so um, yeah the discrepancy between the two is quite amazing but um, it was like he bought um Tickets to two separate concerts, a comedy gig and... It know, was, proper, I agree uh, It's a great thing. Proper music. It's, it was good. it's often just a case, a simple case of being able to talk to the audience, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. It's people who've got the confidence to do that, whereas, uh, you know, most, so many performers in this idiom are actually terrified, aren't they, of that kind of contact. And that's what leads to the awkwardness. Yeah, between absolutely. You know, they, they just do these kind of stupid underground jokes. Which yeah. are, and everybody laughs nervously. Yeah, there's no relief well, in the laughter. Well, in jokes that nobody else yes. really understands, you know. Or usually liberally peppered with swear words in order to get the audience on their side. Well, he did yeah. liberally pepper everything with swear words, no, didn't he? Really. But uh, I don't know, does that swear words sound better in a Yorkshire accent, Dave? Don't they? Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't know. Um, but, uh, give us a Yorkshire accent, Dave. Well, it depends which region you want it. Well, give us Austin. Oh, yes. Give us... Give us well, no, the, 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 and, um, and introduce three more from Robert Palmer. The, <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the, generous, the generous family motto when I, when I was growing up was... Uh, my Auntie Lily used to say, if that does hope for no, make sure they does it for this end. <laughs> <laughs> so, I didn't get a word of that. No, absolutely. And just a noise. And just a noise. Just <laughs> So next, next week, the showbiz news in Yorkshire. That's very good. <laughs> That'll be good. The Word, a magazine, a website, a podcast, a way of life. Shall we move on from Richard Hawley to the very exciting adventure, Jude, that you had in the last, in the last couple of weeks, <laughs> which was Jude was on the Mercury Music Prize panel. Yes, indeed I was. And I'm uh, very proud we were of it, I'd say. <laughs> Word magazine so, in Parish. <laughs> so tell us, how did, how did you find the experience, Jude? Um, were you closeted in a room with a load of 
chin stroking <laughs> to be to be perfectly honest i really enjoyed it from beginning to end with you know there were some bits i didn't enjoy as much obviously because um you know the way these things work are there you know there are 10 people on a panel and uh, on on the mercury prize panel and uh everyone's gonna not gonna agree about everything so um uh, yes, I did um, bang the table with my fist. I did shout. I did swear in front of Simon Fritz several times, uh, which uh, not many people have done. But um, yeah, it was fun. But um, the, the difficult thing about prizes is obviously, you know, you want your the records that you love to be in the shortlist. You want your, the records you so, love most to win. So going back a minute, how many did you start off with? We started off with two hundred and thirty-three. So they sent you two hundred and thirty-three yes. CDs. Yes. Now you're not going to look me in the eye, Jude, and tell me that you listened to two hundred and thirty-three CDs. I listened to she most of them. Away, <laughs> she looked away, She looked. No, but no, the good I'm thing in was, her defence, Dave. If you and we've all judged these things, if the first two tracks aren't any good, yeah. surely I am. But even two tracks out of two hundred thirty-three is a lot. I asked. I asked the organizer. Said, look. I review things all the time, and I'd listen, I, to be honest, 80% of the stuff I'd heard already. So I knew, you know, through work. So I, I had a natural advantage yeah, over most people. Um, but, um, yeah, the first three tracks, if they were shockingly awful, that was it, gone. You know. Absolutely. But, um, yeah, it did take a long time. So you had 233, you would whittle so you them down. you just look at the sleeves like I would. <laughs> That's a stupid haircut. Yeah, just get rid That's of it. That's a stupid name. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, no, sadly, it wasn't like that. But uh, you'd whittle those down to 25. Right. And 25, you or 25? Yeah, which is actually quite good because, you know, you, the things that you really, really love, there's going to be about 10 probably. So you, it forces you out of your, you know, the, the niches that you like into Don't other things. Don't you feel a terrific bond when you, when you whittle it down to 25 to find that somebody else's 25 contains some of your records? Don't you feel very fond of them? Yeah, you, well, we, I didn't actually see anybody else's oh, long list. Oh, you didn't see, see them? No, but oh, these got collated oh. into a general long list for everyone. But we, when we got this general long list, we had a meeting about it. So let me... Who were the other judges let me get that, this that You sent in 25... Yes. Ten judges send in 25. Each. And then somebody mysteriously comes up with a short list. Comes up with a long list. Okay. And then we go through the long list, we all discuss them. I smell cooking. <laughs> <laughs> Call me cynical, I smell cooking. <laughs> it would be. Anyway. Well, um, so yeah, we come down. <laughs> Is that your defence? We have a. Move <laughs> <laughs> no, on. It's. Um, no, I, oh, I said lots of things, but um, you have to sign a confidentiality agreement. No, no, sure. No, 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 but, uh, I'm not thinking to. There was a panel of um, the panel of us. There was um, I was there. Arwa Hader, who writes occasionally for this magazine, oh, yeah, was there. there. She uh, worked for Metro newspaper. Lauren Laverne, the lovely Lauren Laverne, was there. He was um, in the uh, final uh, meeting. Um, she's um, heavily pregnant. She's about seven and a half months pregnant. She was just saying, just play the music for the baby, and the baby will decide in the end, because we just <laughs> we're, we're arguing. Uh, Connor McNicholas, Edge of the Enemy... Various people. We had a yeah, conductor. We had um, jazz musician. Various people. And um, what was interesting is, you know, people would assume that so and so would like certain records, and that was very, very rarely the case. Everybody felt obliged to look at things they wouldn't normally look. So at. the conductor was furiously campaigning on behalf of the Claxons. Then, so strangely, well, enough, <laughs> strangely enough, strangely yeah. enough, he was. Strangely enough, he was. Um, I shouldn't have said that, but I have. Um, so anyway, we have a meeting, then we get down to the final shortlist. I, I had. Um, Quite a few things in the shortlist. I'd campaigned in our shortlist meeting for Amy Winehouse and Maps. I was delighted Maps got on the shortlist. Yeah. Their record sales have gone up twenty five thousand the last month. I know, it's astonishing. Which makes me very happy because I've, uh, I've met the main guy from Maps, James Chapman. Yeah. Uh, who Rob and I and have uh, been campaigning for all year. Give him a big yeah. hug. When, oh, bless him. You know, like his mum. And Fionn Regan, uh, Irish singer songwriter, who's very good indeed. Um, but there were some things, obviously, you know, some things I was delighted to get in the shortlist, some things I was bloody mad that were on the shortlist. Well, I missed the TV programme, but I'm reliably informed that the Claxons were behaving in a manner not
not unlike yes. Britney Spears, which I think is astonishing. I would I never mean, have imagined they might take a relaxant uh, <laughs> if we could allow. Well, say my that. mother called me up the day after, as a, after you know, had something in uh, Word or you know, whatever, you know, had uh, been on the telly or something. She'll phone me up, and she said, um, "Oh, um, you know those boys who won last night?" Boys. I said, "Yes." She said, um, "Were they on drugs?" <laughs> and I said, "Yes, ma'am, I think they yes. were." Um, but she, she, she said, "Oh, I loved Amy Whitehouse and loved this and I loved that." But um, she said, "Oh, I'd heard that they'd been a bit naughty later, the Claxons." And in, in fact, yes, I did have to basically walk over them in the bar <laughs> about half past twelve. Um, having, I'd pay for my wine afterwards, so I'm, and I wasn't paid to ju- do the judging or anything. You sadly, didn't do that again in yeah. your thick you Welsh accent. They'd been a bit naughty. They'd been a bit naughty. <laughs> Yes. No, no, not paid a bin. Don't you wish you had an accent? <laughs> I just haven't got an accent. No, I'm really jealous. <laughs> it's it's true. He doesn't have an accent. You see, I'm from Hampshire. I don't, there's no culture about Hampshire. We used to go, when, when we worked for EMAP, you know, do you remember we used to go on those conferences and everyone used to get up and say, I'm from Liverpool and sing a load of Liverpool songs and the Irish guys would go. And he used to sit there when you come from Hampshire thinking, what happens now? I mean, yeah. I used to go to see Wishbone Ash at the Bracknell Sports Centre, but that was about the behind of any yeah. tradition that we had going on there. Anyway, no. June, coming back to this, you didn't get paid? No, not paid a bit. They don't pay anybody. They give you food, they give you, you you got lots of CDs, obviously. Do you get, if if you're on the Booker Prize panel, you must get paid, mustn't you? I don't know no. if you do. I think Matt's shaking his head. She's been paid in 235 pounds. If he turned it down because they didn't pay him. You don't get the Sonys, you don't get paid for Sony judging. No, do you not? You get a ticket to the do, don't you? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm quite annoyed. I didn't get. We, you don't get paid. You don't get offered. I didn't get offered any sexual favours from PRs. Who's a fan of the <laughs> I was most disappointed with that. But um, the do itself was, you know, it was pretty good fun. You have a nice bit of rubber and chicken and a glass of water. No, water. love it. Bit of mackerel. No, oh, no, not mackerel. Bit of mackerel. Bit, bit of sea bass. We had not mackerel. <laughs> Mackerel's what I'm having for dinner Welsh. tonight. Which bit of sea bass? <laughs> You're doing well. Well, well. Sam, I'm not really mad. Excuse lovely bit of sea bass. Don't do that. <laughs> a lovely bit of sea bass. Right. <laughs> Listeners, Dave asks me when he's in the office, so I can read Undermilk Wood out in the office <laughs> to calm everybody down. Yeah. Um, anyway, at the end, I had to um, basically walk over the Claxons, who were stacked on top of each other Neatly on the phone. Slightly wriggling, but when they won and they went up on stage, um, I was a bit concerned because um, when their names were read, the, the names of all the uh, pe- people in the last 12 were read just before the award was announced by the lovely Jules Holland, then um, everybody was booing the Claxons. thought, oh, Jesus Christ. And I, there was an exit right by me. But and then they came up and they were obviously slightly refreshed, but they were, you know, quite moved by the whole thing. Of course and, they uh, were. And obviously also, could if they have quite a wide kind of range of fans? You know, Mark Ellen invented the Claxons. I've been seen twice. I love them. Yeah. Can I just say that, uh, on the Welsh accent, <laughs> that Jude, when she first joined the, 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 the word parish, we, we, we Four years this, ago, this Yeah, month. we invented this sort of Stella Street vision of your <laughs> road that you lived in, didn't you, with all the Welsh stars, didn't it? <laughs> and number 27 was Deke Leonard from Iceberg. Do you remember? Across the road, obviously, Shaking Stevens. Uh, Jones the Voice lived at 36. Manic Street Preachers had one yeah. terraced house with three doors. And the Manic, that's right. Didn't the, Manic, the, yeah. the alarm run the, the corner shop? The alarm ran the corner shop. They were constantly sort of twiddling with their hair. They were in the off license, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, usually staying up to silly o'clock. A silly o'clock. <laughs> and, the, and the leather-lunged big diva of the valleys, Shirley Bassey, I think, was in an upstairs flat by the post office. I mean, just, that was our sort of mental image you know, of what the place looked like. And but it's based on the fact that everybody I know comes from Wales. Always is a great pains to tell me. Oh, I grew up next door to my my uncle. You know what I mean. And, and, you know, my, my second cousin lives straight across the road. Yeah. You know, so you tend to you tend to cluster everybody mm. in Wales in, in some notional kind of valleys pit village. Oh yeah. So, <laughs> well, shaking Stevens is going around telling anyone who's listening that you grew up living next door to Jude Rogers. So happy yeah, to yeah. Have you. Oh, so we've won. <laughs> yeah. The word. 
a magazine, a website, a podcast, a way of life. What a strange letter to read. Go on. Is it in green? Is it personal? Is it in green and kind of very small puzzle? I've highlighted it in yellow. This is from Is it from a girl, though? No, it's from Andrew Robertson, right? And we have asked people in the past how and where they listen to the word podcast. Oh, Christ. (laughs) It's not the bath. Now, Andrew says... No, it's nothing... uh, I I can't... Anyway. (laughs) I'm fortunate enough to stay in a village at the foot of the Ockhill Hills in Scotland. Right? Fair enough. If you want to make kind of strange, you know, distant wind noises, yeah, yeah you kind of. <laughs> Not wishing to take the scenery for granted, my wife, daughter, and I would frequently wander around a pleasant circular walk up the glen and down the front of one of the hills. If you can imagine, you've got a picture of this now, listeners a steep sided, wooded, narrow pathway that crisscrosses a fast rushing burn. Okay? You'll have a pretty accurate picture in mind. At one point in the climb up the glen, the narrow sides open up. And, to be honest, a not very spectacular waterfall appears just on your right. <laughs> Unremarkable though it is, it's the kind of thing that you always turn to look at. I'm now sounding like Simon Bates. Don't you? <laughs> there you are, yeah. It's yeah. a book before bedtime, yeah. isn't it? Anyway, to cut to the chase, one evening, on turning to look up at this feature, we were met with the gruesome sight of a body hanging in the waterfall. I hope Some there's a happy of... ending to this, David. Some unfortunate soul, who frankly I don't have a lot of sympathy for, he says, had tied rope to railings at the top of the waterfall and was hanging in the flow of water, like a scene from an Ian Rankin novel. Oh, no. The rest of the story aside, one of the consequences of this story is my wife and daughter lost their appetite for our occasional stroll up the glen. Being made of tougher stuff, I decided I'd face it on my own. Now, I'm not too proud to admit that when the wind blows and the trees sound like a hundred people whispering... And after heavy rain, when the water crashes down the glen, which is pretty much all the time up here, the glen can be more than a little spooky. Each time as I get closer to the scene, I start turning round sharply to see what was behind me. Even listening to music on my iPod didn't prevent me from being a bit of a girl and breaking into a run as I reached the waterfall. Each time the creepiness of the place would get to me until... I listened to the word hey! Hey! on my walk. And hey, Preston, I was laughing. And so he's... Yeah. That is now... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, never let it be said, we can't get a bit of a music. That's got to go on our recommendations. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, that is yeah. the most beautifully written letter, isn't it? But it's yeah. true. Absolutely incredible. Can you imagine that? Poor you know. old guy. Actually, on, on that, on that's, that we'll, we'll need to colour in that valley because on the uh, word Facebook... Uh, oh yes, there are quite a few people that have left where they're, where they're listening to. But you're quite right. I meant to bring one in today because there's something from Canada. Oh, Canada. I wanted to say hello. I wanted to... in Virginia. Oh, I haven't seen that one. Go on. I wanted to say hello to the Facebook reader, so they wanted me to be on again because I remind my voice reminded them of an ex-girlfriend. Oh, well, there you go. Oh. Hello, listeners. Hello, <laughs> hello <at> campers. <laughs> <laughs> hello, darling. Say hello, tiger. It's bubbles. Really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really good. Very so, good. So, like, yeah. so that was Matt pointing out, you know, the the, the word uh, podcast Facebook users group, or however we refer to it, is is, is welcoming new members, all the time. signing them up, absolutely all the time. It's probably about 10 a day going on there new ones at the moment so you just go on Facebook Uh, (laughs) Facebook's a website Mark it's social networking I get about four or five opportunities to join Facebook for people who want to be my friend every day and I haven't joined any of them because I I just can't cope with it I'm just more worried about that guy who sent the letter 
Kieran, because next week we're going to get a letter from him saying, I was driving down the M25, <laughs> right, listening to the word podcast, and holy Jesus, my letter was read out, and, uh, you know, with alarming consequences. It was a brilliant letter, wasn't it? But now, it's, really. It's, it's, you know, it's true, isn't it? As is the next story that we're about to finish the podcast with. Seamless. It is traditional. <laughs> oh, look at that. At this point. Oh, pros. Can you see the story? No, no, it's really brilliant. Thank you. Thanks at for this point out. in the cast, to, to tell the horror. Da, 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 da. The, <laughs> the horror the old, old rock, rock anecdote. And I've been actually, I'll be, I'll be honest, I've been kind of looking for this one for a while because I read this story absolutely years ago and then lost the details. And I finally managed to recover them. And it's not necessarily a gag with a huge great punchline. But it does illustrate the great truth that runs through show business. That there is no amount of money so great that it cannot be pissed away, yes, by a pop star with a certain kind of mindset. Yes? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, <laughs> trying, to, trying to guess which one it, <laughs> you're about to Well, his full, his full name, uh, you know, his mother knew him as Stanley Kirk Burrell. But you probably knew him better as the voluminously trousered <laughs> Prince of Rap, MC <laughs> Hammer, yes? Oh. Now, Hammer. I'm sure you've got an MC Hammer, Hammer record. Got oh, I have um, three or four. <clears throat> I was about 12 when he came out. I loved him. I loved his trousers. Did you and your mates ever used to dance by kind of locking arms, but you know, back yes, to back? Yes, we and did. Flinging each other over And he did this little the... thing with his feet that um, I never quite mastered. But I was never an athletic <laughs> child. So, yeah. You couldn't touch it, could you, Jude? No, you could, no, no. As they said, you couldn't touch it. Now, the hammer made, apparently... <laughs> the hammer? Made, apparently, in a short career, $33 million. Wow. That's quite right. a lot. Quite a lot. Most of us would have had... No, most of us would have said, I'll tell you what, We'll bank the thirty million. Yeah, we we'll put it in a you know in a nice nest yeah, egg yeah. down the Halifax. Maybe buy we'll go have a bit of a giggle with the three million. Yes? Three million for loose change. Go have a drink. <laughs> we'll, yeah. we'll have a bit of a drink on the weekends. You know, yeah. but the hammer didn't do that. The hammer burned through the thirty-three million. How long did it take to do that? Well, I think it pretty much went in about in about a year. Yes. God, you've got to make an effort. It's <laughs> nearly three million a month. And it? he um, it's three quarters of a million a week. He spent... Shall I give you an idea of what he spent this on? I've got it written down here. This is from the evidence presented at his bankruptcy hearing. Okay, The hammer spent... It can't just be Snickers bars. He must have gone with some quite big items here. Now, what's what's the obvious thing that musician builds in their house when they're, you know... The studio. They build studios. Yeah. Okay. They all build studios. They never use them. They're always wasting money, but they all build studios. Yeah. And MC Hammer was no, no exception. He also built a bit of a home cinema. Yes, what would you have thought? Enough room for about ten people? No, it's not enough for Hammer. Thirty-three seats, okay? That's quite big. God alive. You know, how many swimming pools would you normally have? <laughs> one inside of the other, or something. It's going to be one of those, isn't it? <laughs> it's something that I don't understand. Is it yeah, in, one above the other. Is it in the shape of his trousers? No. He had two. He had one indoor and one outdoor, right? Because he probably oh, lived in right. somewhere chilly like California. Um, did he build one tennis court? I imagine oh, the answer's not, no. Not, 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 not for the hammer, though. Not for the hammer. Because he That's played two games hammer. at once. <laughs> <laughs> he had a couple of tennis courts and a baseball diamond. A ba- That's, you're getting into scale now, aren't you? you know what that is. Okay. He built waterfalls, ponds, waterfalls. and an aquarium. He had a mirrored bathroom, which... Cost he spent seventy five thousand dollars on mirrors throughout the house. Oh my! That's Lord. the high price of vanity, isn't it? 
But the only thing about that is, is that the direct consequence is you're going to see MC Hammer all the time. <laughs> and his trousers. He, surely. he had marble throughout the, uh, the entire premises. He had $2 million worth of marble, which is quite a lot of marble. He had a gold and black marble jacuzzi in the master bedroom. He had basketball courts. He had a bowling alley, of course. Of course. Now, oh, I've got three of them. <laughs> you've got a car, haven't you, Mark? I've got a car, yes. Have you got a garage, not. Mark? No. Okay. No. If, you, if you have a garage, how many cars would you wish to accommodate in your garage? Just my one car. Probably, okay. But you're Possibly. Tell if, me that MC if you're a bit generous, you might want two, mightn't you? Yeah. A car and a couple of pots of paint as yeah. a rusty spanner. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and a lawnmower. And a bike. Yes, and a fridge. And a, a fridge full of, of beer. Yeah. <laughs> no, the hammer had enough room for 17 cars in his garage, right? 17 cars. He had two gold plated gates for his property, worth of which said on them, Hammer time. <laughs> so obviously, obviously cool. no danger of being bothered by the public no, no, at no. all. And, uh, and he had a dishwasher installed in his master bedroom for the purpose of cleaning up after a midnight snack. Oh, oh, just in case you had to do that difficult Does business of taking the that? plates downstairs or getting the servant to take them upstairs. No, so, yeah. no he'd, have it, he'd, uh, he'd have it done upstairs. So obviously a 17-car garage with 17 automobiles including a Lamborghini, a stretch limousine and a Range Rover. How many helicopters? One for you, one for the wife? Two. Yeah, Quite modest there, I felt. The money may have been starting to run out at that point. They thought, cut back a bit. Two two helicopters. And then he started investing. He thought, I'd better put my money somewhere sensible where I won't lose it, right? So what did he invest it in? Racehorses. You know, oh dear, It's it's just going from back to worse. How many people were on his personal payroll? 30, 30. Keep going. Uh, 27. Keep going. 41. 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 Ke
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.